Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazelstein Smoke Shop. And this first segment of the next hour is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker that can handle all your insurance uh, needs, whether auto, life, home, and renters. And he can find you the cheapest rate out there because he represents over 40 different carriers. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. All right, so without further ado, right now we're going to be joined by Paul Garcia of Project Spurs. He's editor and writer. How you doing this afternoon, Paul? I'm doing well. Thank you for bringing me on the show. Hey, no problem, no problem. I've always had respect for your work. I know you've been covering the Spurs a long time, and everybody in the city knows my perspective on how I cover the Spurs. But, with your, but Paul, before we get into the draft tonight and what you're hearing of the direction goes, let me ask you this, because you carry the team a long, uh, cover the team a long time. My question to you is, in you know, looking at where the San Antonio Spurs are at right now. I mean, we're talking about four years, um, not past the first round. You know, this has been a COVID year last year. You could really say technically, maybe two years straight missing the playoffs. Technically, with the changes that has happened in the front office in the last few years. And, you know, basically off the last few drafts and the, you know, the talent that's here on this roster. Do you do you like and do you feel that where this team is at as an organization, not all the off the court stuff, but just the personnel and direction of the team is, is the are they going in the right direction? What, what is what is Paul's opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, this is the tough part. They're kind of just stuck there, kind of in the middle, where they're, they're still a little competitive, but they're not quite a playoff team. And this is the thing is, like, the, the position that they're drafting in lately, you know, this isn't the kind of position where you're, you're bound to get, you know, all-stars or all-NBA players down the line. Uh, you look at you look at different um, uh, future projections of some of the young players. Yes, they're going to develop into probably good starting quality players, but right now a lot of their young guys don't have aren't on that path to becoming, like, all-stars or all-NBA quite yet. And, and I, I think that's the hope is that they hope that, you know, eventually down the line, some of these some of these younger players will eventually pop and become you know that that next all star. But right now, it just doesn't look like that because of the position that, that they're in. That they're they're pretty good, but they're not quite you know a tanking type of team, and they're also quite quite um, no longer like a like a um, a, a, a championship level team. Ever right. since, you know, Kawhi left the team. Right. Yeah, and I and I think everybody kind of sees that, and I don't even think I you know sometimes as critical as I can be, I don't think I ever judge them really like, hey, they're not competing for a championship. I, I know personally, mm-hmm. in my opinion, we're years from that. I mean, I. I'm 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 wanting to see like are we when are we going to get back to where we're even like that middle of the pack that you know six seed seven seed you know guaranteed in that in that sense so before we get to draft the other question I have for you like how important what kind of stock and emphasis are you putting on or what you've heard how active are they going to be in this free agency because you know there's the rumors out there with Demar um, you know supposedly you know willing to take less money to be a Laker and you know if he would leave that would just free up more money so I think this is a team in the next year or two going to have probably one of the top two 
uh, cap space freeze best cap situation in the NBA. What what are you hearing, or what do you think the emphasis is in this offseason in regards to some of their priorities? In regard, is it trying to make a trade, uh, you know, for a guy like Ben Simmons, or is it pretty much taking care of a guy like Keldon Johnson, maybe getting him a contract early so he can kind of quote unquote give you that little Spurs discount? What do you think you're hearing, like the direction of what is the emphasis this offseason? I mean, they're, they're, this is one of the few off-seasons where they're, they're, in, they're in position, actually, to have, have a big impact on, on a free agent. That's specifically John Collins of the Atlanta Hawks. Now, he's a restricted free agent. Okay. And just because of how much cap space the Spurs have, if they really want to invest in him, they can actually uh, you know, send a max offer sheet uh, to him, and it would really make Atlanta really think if they want to match that or not. And so, I mean, that, that's the kind of position that they're in right now. Uh, yes, they, if they don't do that, well, then they can start to try to kind of build um, a team where they're going to try to try to build around players like, um, like you mentioned, Kelton Johnson, Dejounte Murray, maybe Derek White. But again, mm-hmm. it's just like they can go in all sorts of directions here. And and you're right, you know, if uh, if DeRozan were to, were to want to go to the Lakers next week on a, in a type of sign and trade package, and that's something interesting to watch as well because then they get probably a player from the from the Lakers, most likely Kyle Kuzma, and then they could also maybe even get a, a pick, which would probably be the the twenty second pick in tonight's draft. So that's again, there's all sorts of different ways this team. Can go right now because of that $49 million in cap space. Hmm. Okay, and again, we're joined by Paul Garcia, editor and writer of Project Spurs. Okay, well, let's talk about it, Paul, the draft tonight. They they set at number 12, and I was telling the listeners in the opening of the last hour of the show, it's like, hey, you know, I've, I've kind of I, I don't really remember too many Spurs drafts because of their success and what they draft, about being excited about possible trades, whatever. They've kind of been a little bit boring, and we're like, hey, if there's a guy years ago that he was going to get drafted, you couldn't pronounce his name, you will see him in four years or five years but what are you looking at tonight what are were they sitting at 12 what are you kind of hearing are they going to stay pat some guys that you might know that they have worked out or got their eye on what what is tonight looking like yeah i mean there's been rumors that they that they've looked at to move up but then also moved to look to move back but i i think they'll just stay pat i mean just from where things are right now okay. um and, and just because you know go back to their history they haven't made they haven't made a, a trade for a first round pick since the Kawhi draft back in 2011 it's almost 10 years ago now uh and so yeah so so i think that you know there, there's different players there uh, at the 12th spot who they could go, go for. They could go for shooters. They could go for a big man. And that's kind of the thing is, like I was mentioning John Collins, if they're really serious about going for John Collins next week in free agency, well, then maybe it's best to go for a shooter. But if they don't think they're going to go after him or have a good chance of signing him, well, then maybe they just stick to, to finding a big man. So, so there's different ways that they can go in this draft, but I do think that they'll stay pat just because, based on their history and what they've done in the past. Right, so if Paul Garcia is in the war room tonight at 12 and, and you know, in the war room with, um, you know, our front office there, where is Paul? What position and what type of player is Paul looking that's on his top of his draft list? Or is it just like, because the, cause the consensus out here, Paul, even for a while, and I hear it a lot too, is like size. We need size. We need mm-hmm. a big. You know, everybody's gone through this guard-heavy, guard-heavy acquisition, whether it's trade or free agency. If Paul Garcia's in the war room tonight, where, where are you looking at in regards to even position or particular player? Yeah, if they're looking for, for bigs, uh, I'm looking at Kai Jones, 6'11", out of Texas. Uh, you know, he can play the center spot. Um, you know, he's, he, he should be there for them. He's projected to go around 16th in, in most mocks. Um, so he's, he'll be there. He has a lot of upside, although, you know, he won't quite help you just right now in terms of, uh, uh, you know, on the offensive end, he's a good uh, defensive player. And if they're going for shooting or like a player that can kind of pop into some sort of ball handler uh, down the road, I, I'm looking at Moses Moody, who, who should also, well, he might not be there. He might be at 11, taken by 11th, but mm-hmm. on most drafts, you know, he's projected to go 6th, I mean, uh, 12th. 
as well. So, um, yeah, I think Moses Moody, if you're looking for a, a wing kind of player, and then if you're looking for a big, uh, Kai Jones has the most upside. Now, is this a guy like whoever, like say, if, if for example, they, they go the direction you're talking about, they look at one of these guys, and the, and the state to where we're at right now, I mean, because we know how, you know, Pop has ran this organization when it mm-hmm. comes to rookies, and, hey, you've got to go down to Austin, you've got to learn the system, you got to show you're worthy. But, you know, this has changed here in the last few years, so – Picking at 12, because, again, we're accustomed to this team really picking down for years, 26, 27, 25, whatever. And they found some gems there. But with picking at 12, do you does that philosophy change a little bit, or do you anticipate whoever's picked up tonight, they're in a situation where, yeah, they're pretty going to probably get some time down in Austin, but they're really going to be getting some playing time next year. Because I feel like if you're picking 12 and we're not – you know, a championship contender team by no means. And we're really not a playoff team, uh, really, as, you know, going in really kind of where it's been. I just feel, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about it, but if picking a guy at 12, whoever it is, I feel like they've got to get as much run as they can next year at the NBA level possible. I mean, or do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, uh, I think that we saw that last year a little bit with Devin Vassell. You know, it's very mm-hmm. rare for his first, first round pick to get actual minutes, and he actually got you know a real rotation spot. So I think that if it's like a wing player, a guard kind of wing, I think I could see that player getting getting actual minutes next year off the bench, uh, kind of similar to, to Devin Vassell. If it's a big, it gets a little bit more interesting because um, you know you know they they have some bigs there that they also got to get some minutes to. You got you got a young player, Lucas Simonich, who still hasn't played really in these past two years, so they got to start getting him some real minutes. You know, they may they may lose Rudy Gay. They're going to still have Jakob Pertl there. Um, most likely Drew Eubanks. So, so the big is going to, uh, you know, kind of have to fight for some minutes there, um, you know, if they draft a big. But I, I feel like if it's a wing player, well, then that player has has a good chance of getting some minutes off the bench, especially mm-hmm. with you know guys like Patty Mills, Demar Derozan entering free agency next week. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I definitely appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us, Paul. And I do look forward to having you back through the course of you know the the free any free agency big news and. And, you know, coming up on the season to check in with you, I got a lot of respect for your work. You do good work. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. All right, Paul. Thanks. Um, yeah, that's interesting to get his perspective uh, from because Paul is really into the team, got teams, whatever I like to. I mean, that's kind of what I want to kind of start doing is getting other perspectives and stuff in. But I just feel like, you know, if and he kind of agree with me, I just feel like whoever this is at 12 tonight, um, it's one of those that I feel like you got to, like, really give them the opportunity to get as much run out of those 82 games at the NBA level. I mean, I'm not saying they can't stop in Austin. Uh, You know, I mean, that has proven that that has part of that has worked in the development of some of these guys. Um, But on the free agency side and the money, because again, we're going to have a lot of money. And the question is who's going to take it. Will anybody take it? I really would like them to go and get and throw some money at Keldon and get him a new deal earlier than probably even they need to to send a message. Because like you said, and you brought this up last week, Jonas, I mean, the gift and curse from Keldon being on this Olympic team, um, the, the, the gift is it's going to get him around other guys that are level talent that he faces here in practice or plays with. And it gives him the opportunity to be around more professionals, the elite guys that do it. He gets to go with them. But along with what comes with that is the exposure and the word bubbling about him. Uh, that probably was supposed to project it to go higher than what he did when the Spurs even drafted him. So me personally, all this bag of money, if DeMar leaves to go to Lakers or whatever it is, sign and trade, or however it goes down, free up that money, I would like, because I think you could get killed and still, I think him and his agent will take that money. But at the same time, I think you can get him 
the cheapest you're going to get him is probably going to be right now to lock him in at least for another three or four years, a four-year deal. I would like to see that money reinvested into him and the team instead of waiting around for whatever free agent, whether it's the kid, Collins out of Atlanta. I like Keldon Johnson, I think, is my priority to get money to. Which I don't think is going to be too hard because he works with a local agency from San Antonio. Uh, he's been very loyal to the city so far. Uh-huh. But we're talking like $49 million. You can, you can take care of Keldon and still do some more work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends. A lot of it's going to be set up. How do they draft tonight? We saw them scouting a lot of guards, not a whole Whoa. lot of bigs. So it's just going to be what direction do they Damn. go tonight? And uh, they're almost on the clock. Was Pop a guard in college or something I didn't know about? I mean, does he does he love guards? Or, was, he a, was he a guard in another life? Look at the I Olympic can't team. Have them on guards, Look man. at the Olympic team. It's oh, mostly guard man. heavy anyway. 736 976. You listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here for the Routers Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop, 736-9760. All right, so a couple of more points in the draft before we move on. I want to jump into the uh, NFL and, and, and hear Sean Payton's response. But um, all I know is that, Cunningham out of Oklahoma State is pretty much going to go to the Pistons. And, um, you know, the other two to look for, because uh, we've got Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga that had a, you know, he had a hell of a tournament run. I mean, even though they got skull drug by Baylor, but he had his shining moment with that half-quarter shot, the winning game shot he had. And then I really, like, man, I mean, the Spurs couldn't do it unless they moved up. Uh, but the kid out of USC, Evan, um, I think it's Aisley. I think Evan, but uh, who is it, Sam? Who is Mobley. It? Mobley. There you go, Evan Mobley. Oh man, center. Seen him play at USC. I mean, like he ain't gonna. He's gonna be gone by the time twelve comes around. But I'm, I'm just like wishing, you know, kind of like y'all call him. He's gonna be gone by three. Yeah, I mean, it's a matter of either the yeah. Rockets are either taking him or Jalen yeah. Green. Yeah, I just want to play listener for a minute because you know, listeners think like, you know, if we can get so and so. And we just go ahead and give him Derek White. That'll work. But no, I I know he's gonna be I know he's gonna be gone. But oh man, because I that's the type of center that you kind of and like the size thing. But anyway, it's no need to talk about it if you ain't getting it. But those you just gotta ask like which of those three, Sam? Who do you who, who would you say who do you think is the best player in this draft? Like I've given you the top three that most people would think. Out of those three, the best. And then there's a kid. Uh, he's but he plays professional ball over somewhere. Some some mocks I see got him going like fifth or fourth ahead of the Gonzaga kid. But who do you think is the best in the draft? Uh, it's it's Cade Cunningham, and it's not even close. I okay, mean, he's a generational talent, six foot eight point guard. Um, it he can shoot, he can pass, he has uh, already elite court vision. I mean, he's he's an he's an absolute day one stud. I mean, okay. after that. Uh, Jalen Green probably has the most upside of anyone left. I mean, he's a six-six scorer, just okay. a just a sniper of a shooting guard. Okay. Um, I, I shouldn't say sniper. I mean, he re- he relies on his athleticism more than he does his jump shot. But I feel you. there's a lot of room for growth there. And then it's it's really you know the gap between one and two 
is, is pretty substantial, but then that gap between two and three between Green and Mobley uh-huh. is is splitting hairs. I mean, I it's, that's going to be yeah. the real f- big decision of the draft. And then there's, in my opinion, there's a massive drop off after those three. Hmm. And any order you come up with the next four or five players, uh, there's not going to be agreement on. Okay, all right, that's that's well said. Good take. Um, well. Detroit's got one. Rockets got two. Who's picking third? Cavs. Cavs got two. And there's a lot of people trying to get that one. Are Cavs open for business? I mean, everybody's listening right now. Hmm. But it's gonna what what that would take is another question. And do the Spurs have that kind the kind of assets to to move up there? I doubt it. I don't think so. I mean, because like you said, even needs leadership right right. now. Even if the the asset that you might get somebody to move on that would want in any trade, I think we've talked about in Creed is a Keldon Johnson. And to me, I think he's the guy that's not tradable on this team because they they too Uh, are guard heavy, and they already have uh, Jarrett Allen, so they're looking at okay, pretty big. And 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 a lot of people would think that I would say that about Keldon basically because of his athleticism or the score. No, the reason why I personally think he's not tradable is because he's the one guy on this team that you can build back and get some tradition back of defense that wants to play defense. Okay. We we've we've in my opinion, we've gotten away from that. You know, I've always said this a hundred times in the show. Championship teams in any sport have some identity. Historic franchises have a Pittsburgh is known for, well, they were before, running game and defense. The Chicago Bears are known for the middle linebacker position and defense. You know, um, you got, like, there's certain ways that I just feel, and, like, one of the things we've got away from is that the defensive side, but I think it's a bros and Joes situation. I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, me personally, I've had my criticism about Pop, but I don't think the guy forgot how to coach defense. I just think it's a bros and Joes. He's made this decision with these guards, and some of these guys we got, they just don't have defense in them to want to play defense. But how many kids coming out of college in the last five years are really coming out defensive-focused anyway? So it that's, takes that's time kind of a to point. Te- it does take time to teach that, that. That's fine, but you know what? You're supposed to have time. You're the GOAT, right? You're the GOAT. I mean, no matter how good you are, it still hey, takes man. 20 minutes to cook something if it takes 20 minutes to cook something. I can something. tell you this, okay? Bill Belichick could coach for another 10 years and go through three more quarterbacks, never find anybody that could fit on Tom Brady's pinky toe, and Bill Belichick will never have a defense that basically ranks down to 25 and 30th in the league. Right, but he's got two separate units. In basketball, you got five guys that got to play both ways. I, I think that it's different. The, the the comparison between the two gets lost yes, there. Yes, Jonas, yes in this. But the principle of it, he's a guy principle of defense. Red zone. We we might not be a stellar defense, but we're going to be one of the best of bend don't break. When you get in this red zone, you might march down the field on a 67. I'm not saying that I expect the Spurs to go back and play whole guys to 80 points. Them days are over. Because what you're saying. Right. But constantly being at the bottom every year where you're down with the Wizards and things like that defensively, no, not why that man's running the sideline. And I think it's more of just the bros and Joes. That's why I say bring it back full circle. Keldon is Keldon has to be the cornerstone from like besides what he the kid is off the court, he's got to be the cornerstone of the guy that peace. I love Murray. You know, but I don't – I mean, I've been waiting on Murray, and I gave him a pass with the injury, you know, and Murray's one of them dudes. Hey, he's another one that has said for years all the right things about I want to do it here with my guys. I love this team. But he's one of those that, you know what, man, I don't, I don't know, man. You, you're the type that I might check your phone, and you're on Tinder and things. You, you're on a dating service. We're in a relationship. You might just be skimming. I, I And I love Murray. But Keldon – 
Kelton's a guy that you just got to build. He appreciates because I think he's going to look at the Spurs like, look, all these other teams passed to me. This is the team that took a chance with me. I think Kelton's going to be loyal. Kelton's here. That's why I want them to take care of him a little bit early. I hear you. 736-976. We get back. We'll talk a little Saints and Sean Payton. Want to see Mickey Loomis. I haven't heard Mickey Loomis' response, but I'm dying to hear that. We'll talk about that when we get back. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Today's show presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Brewster's Backyard Ice House, home of the free popcorn, and they're also home of the 275 Happy Hour Day, Monday through Friday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Nice family atmosphere, pet friendly as well, too. That is Brewster's Backyard Ice House, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Hey, you know, Sandy, uh, which I haven't brought up on the show because it's been coming on my feed, but uh, the next versus battle, we're around the corner between um, the locks and uh, Dipset. That's come across your radar, right, Sam? These guys, I mean, first of all, I, everybody knows how I feel about the locks. I mean, Styles P, I mean, to me, he's they're doing a hell of a job marketing this. This is just one of these that the Dipset and Jim Jones, which I kind of got respect for them. I, I was never a big Dipset people. I mean, Jules, I like Jules. I think he's doing a bid right now. But, um, yeah, I don't know if that's going to – I don't know how many rounds that's going to last because I think they're catalog with them. But I got my eyes on it. But they're talking a lot of trash. They didn't market that a lot. But, anyway, back to the other people that have no care about the versus battle. But this is what I will say. Um, moving forward, let's talk about this because it is camp time, and I brought this up last Friday and Thursday, and I touched on it early this week when I heard that they were in the – Working out Hogan. Chris Hogan was supposed to be the Amadola lookalike. Okay, gosh. And I told you, this is even more reasons that I was even pissed off at Michael Thomas. But let's set this up. So you're telling me, because I didn't, I haven't heard what uh, Mickey Loomis has said. I heard Sean Payton's, but you're telling me Mickey Loomis went first on this whole thing brought up to Michael Thomas. Yeah, okay. he, was, he was first in the lineup at camp. Okay, so yeah. let me. This is the first time I'm going to hear Mickey Loomis talk about this surgery situation timeline with Michael Thomas. Let me hear this. Still had a few issues after the season. Uh, look, it was decided that he was going to uh, treat that conservatively, and I think we all had an expectation that that uh, you know that would heal and he'd be fine uh, coming into camp this year. But we, you know, we get to the mini camp and. And uh, obviously it wasn't quite right. And so we had to make a call and, and, and collectively made the call to have the surgery in June. Um, look, obviously if we, you know, with hindsight, um, we would have preferred that surgery to be earlier uh, in February or, or, or uh, March, but it wasn't, it, you know, it is what it is. And, and uh, you know, hopefully he, he's had a good result so far and, and, and hopefully we'll get him back uh, sooner rather than later. Okay, that's the first time I, I heard that. So before I give my opinion on Mickey, um, 
Let me go ahead and hear the let me let me hear Sean. Let the listener hear uh, Sean Payton's response to this after this press conference. Um, it's disappointing, and we'll work through it with the the other players that are here. Um, but the surgery took place, and obviously, uh, you know, we would have liked that to have happened earlier than later. And and quite honestly, it should have. Hmm. Yeah. Can you explain? I mean, was there a lack of communication in between nope. or? Nope. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is the thing, man. And like I said, there's Aaron Rodgers, story. And again, Michael Thomas doesn't have the star power of Odell. And this is, this is why this is not really a bigger story. Unless you're in that region in Louisiana, besides me, bring it up. But I, I love the NFL. I love the shield. And if you're a guy that I've defended cut for, like there's certain expectations I have and never met Michael Thomas personally, can only hear by hearsay. But let me start with Mickey Loomis. First of all, that's a bunch of crap. And that's PR control and damage control. Uh, at the end of the day, Sean Payton. In that region, the people that cover the Saints. OK, let's just say the Paul Garcia's of the world's of the 504 that are covering the Saints, the local beats and all that talk radio, this has been a topic in their region. I don't know that, but I'll bet you a dollar to a donut. So, Sean Payton and Michael Thomas had some words. You got Look at this, man. Sean Payton's mentor was Bill Parcells. Sean Payton comes from the Bill Parcells era old school. I don't care what the zero says. I don't care what tax bracket you're in. I'm about the team, and I'm going to call your ass out, and he's fiery. That guy's a Super Bowl-winning coach. He's been a Super Bowl-winning coach. I think he's a coordinator as well, too. At the end of the day, that's Sean Payton, one of our best coaches in the game. Sean and Michael, this is no no inside, no Jay Glazer, no no chef. This, this is Calvin. This is Calvin from the couch, okay? They had a dis – Sean Payton and Michael Thomas had some words over this. Look, Sean Payton knows what his legacy is. Sean Payton wants to prove that it ain't wasn't just Drew Brees either. All right? Sean Payton knows that he's got his name and pride on the line that I'm going to be the one to fix Jameis Winston. Sean Payton called Michael Thomas out behind closed doors. Things got hot. Michael Thomas is hot-headed. He's the guy that basically challenged him. They had a whole Zoom call on the whole Drew Brees things with the flag. Sean Payton took this as I did, too, as a disrespect and a bunch of hogwash when I went from you and went to bat for you, Mickey Loomis, to get this money going. At the end of the day, that's a disrespect to Jameis Winston and the team. And Mike, and he's an old school. Mickey Loomis got ahead of this because it's chirping down there in the Louisiana area. Michael Thomas like, hey, man, because you, Mickey knows he's their best player on the team. It, it's right there. The close second or right second is probably Alvin Kamara. But Michael Thomas is the one with the bag. Alvin Kamara got paid, too. Those are their two cornerstones. So Michael Thomas knows he's got juice, especially with Drew Brees gone. Michael, I mean, Loomis is in PR control. You heard from the coach's mouth how disgusted and upset he was the way that I even brought this story up six, seven, eight hundred miles away from Louisiana because it's hogwash. And and guys that do that, it gives the, it, it, you know, it gives the other guys somewhat the ones that take professionals, the ones that thought that gives the bad name, like, hey, when you get the money, look what they do. If Michael Thomas was coming in a contract year, if Drew Brees wasn't a tired, okay, Michael Thomas would have had that surgery in March, April at the latest, not June. Sean Payton's pissed. I'm having to go out and try to sign Chris Hogan. And we've got a guy, and not only that, Michael Thomas is letting down his fellow brother in Jameis Winston. 
It's selfish, man. It's selfish. And there's no excuse. And because and, to me, I just know, and I'm sorry, we go by, we've always for years gone by credit reports on this show. And Michael Thomas does not have a good credit report yet from being whether A, a good teammate. He might be a great teammate, but we don't know that yet. We know that he's hot-headed. We know that he got this injury at week one of last year. We know he's, he speaks his mind, goes on Twitter, started almost a, 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 a war between him and, and his franchise quarterback that made him a lot of money, which I understand why Michael's pissed at that. I mean, Drew Brees backed up. That was a sensitive time. This guy, you talk about letting guys down in the locker room. Forget, forget a COVID test and vaccinate. This is this is punting on the season, man. This is hey, this is first year without Drew Brees, Jameis Winston at quarterback. Ah, oh, man, you know what, dude? I'm gonna I'm gonna go on my vacation. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get hurt. And plus, I don't really want to go to camp. I'll see you on week six, seven. That might cost them two to three games out the gate. And they're in the division with the Super Bowl. And I know we got Saints fans that listen to the show because y'all hit me up before in the past. You should be upset because this could cost you. That division. I mean, Tampa Day's the team to beat, but this is uh, this is this is bad, man. And and you and I hear a guy in Sean Payton. I hear his voice. He's got something on the line. He wants to prove I can do it with this guy and I can fix it. Bruce Aarons couldn't. I mean, Jameis threw for a lot of yards, but he threw for a lot of interceptions that year too. He was the number one overall pick in Tampa Bay that basically just flopped. He's basically, as in Jameis' words, he just got out of Hartford training and quarterback sitting on Drew Brees. Sean Payne, this is his legacy too, man. He's from the old school. He called Michael Thomas' ass out. They had a heated discussion. That's what it is. That's what that's what that is. Mickey, Mickey Loomis, man, first of all, he's the one that helped run this thing amok, you know, years ago. They had to build it back. They, they ran this franchise cap trouble. They made through it. I gave him the credit for it. Mickey Loomis is full of crap, man. That's PR control. That's, that's like, that's that, that's that, uh... White House press secretary, the one that was that four years of this last four years term. That's the press. That's what she used to have to do. That that's what that's what Mickey Loomis is doing, man. Michael Thomas, that ain't right, man. You just took a notch down, brother. You supposed to be you're a top three receiver in this game, man, and you just punted on the season. That's ridiculous. June, what are you doing, man? This is not a week thirteen injury. Week one, seven three six nine seven six. You listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Today's show was presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. Make sure you check out their uh, website at hazelskyonline.com. And this last segment of the day is going to be presented by Zing Zang. Two words are the key to any cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. They also offer different flavors now, different mix, pina colada, margarita mix as well. Or you can just add your favorite alcohol. That's Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports drive. All right. So, um, yeah, man, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll monitor uh, as we go in and we get in cat Because, you know, we're just getting to the pack where some teams are finally putting on pads. You know, and this is ironic that, you know, Dak is dealt is dealing with this arm string. Or this is the first day. That was the first day they were in pads. So um, as padded practices gets going, uh, you know, because the main thing is you can't win a Super Bowl in August or win a playoff spot in August, but you can lose it. And that meaning an injury. You want to come out of camp as healthy as possible. Okay. 
or you be in a situation where Von Miller gone for the season, Courtney Sutton goes down second week of camp. You know, list goes on, man. List goes on. So trust me, you want to stay healthy. So we'll get we'll monitor more Dak situations. Other can Deshaun Watson. That's still like no. This is one of those that I just wish the league would hurry up. Like to me, like, oh, we're still investigating. What are you investigating for, man? We've been talking about this for six months. Are you going to put him on the list or not? So we can get because this whole this whole clown stuff that's going on at safety and I'm going to do this and taking reps. It's all fun until somebody loses an eye and somebody's stuck for his guaranteed money and you ain't getting a damn thing for him. Okay. Both of them. We know what's up. Stay away. You showed up. Mutual agreement. We're not going to find you. We're trying to move you. As soon as you get this league, as soon as we hear back from the league, that's what we're doing, Deshaun, but get your ass off the practice field because I'm holding them both accountable in that way. Um, talked about Zach getting his deal done um, with the Jets. Um, he's got his deal done. Speaking of Zach, Zach Ertz is showed up to Philly camp pissed off. He's dyed his hair. I don't know if anybody's seen him. He's got bleach blonde hair. He said today he's not happy. Keep in mind, Zach has been asking for a contract extension with Philly for a while now. They couldn't get the deal done, and he asked to be traded. They didn't trade him. Zach shows up rebellious like somebody that wanted to rage against their parents. He dyes his hair bleach blonde. He's pissed off in Philly. He has a second-year quarterback. Good luck, Eagles fans. I think y'all are straight in a rebuild. Like just a few years ago, you won your first Super Bowl. And this is a this is a this is an outright rebuild. Okay. Um they've kind of overhauled that roster a little bit, but this is the rebuild, man. Um Jacksonville, you know, Miles Jack. I saw him here. He said, Hey man, I like what Urban's preaching. He he had a Zoom call with everybody. He said, everybody's Zoom call. He goes, I'm going to invest back into the players. Keep in mind, Miles Jack has been there for the last few years. He's been there through the dump and the feces. So Miles Jack is their leader on defense. He said, look, Urban practices what he preaches. Everybody's excited. He goes, and these young kids, Trevor, he goes, all they want to do is work and learn. So supposedly Urban's down there working his magic. Miles Jack says, hey, I can see why he's been successful. They still win in about five games, though, if they're lucky. They're going to rebuild. But Zach are so pissed. I'm like, what, what, what's wrong, Zach? You, you're your best man in your wedding. Carson Wentz, a.k.a. Prince Henry, went to Indy, and he didn't take you with you. Is that what's wrong? Is that why you're so upset, Zach? There's a lot of guys that don't get the contract extension, Zach, when they want to. But Zach is – I think Zach's earned it. I think diehard Phillies would tell you they feel Zach Ertz is – I mean, he's a solid guy. He, he's he's countable on Sunday. I mean, that was a target that you could count on. Zach. You can't count on Deshaun Jackson. You can't count on these other guys. Aguilar, all these guys just went through there. Zach, Zach's, Zach has been consistent, okay, but he's pissed off. Zach Ertz. One Zach got paid, got rookie. Other Ertz – He's pissed off with blonde hair in camp because he didn't get a contract extension. At least he showed up, though, because, guys, you have a contract extension, you damn sure don't want to get fined and give that money back. You know? You got wives saying, you going to what? You going to hold out? No, you ain't. You can get your ass to camp. How much you going to get fined? Don't think those conversations don't happen in households because some households they do. You know? What are you talking about? What do you mean I can't have that allowance? My allowance is getting cut back. You know? Hey, man. Prayers, just do, just do it what Tony did. Soprano did with the allowance. When they went to divorce, the wife just says, hey, this is what you're going to get. This is what it is. You think I'm going to make it easy on you? I'll poison every defense lawyer in here, a divorce lawyer in here. Had to fit one in. I think I've been out for two days. Didn't get one in. That's the one thing. Those, <laughs> conversa- those conversations. We trust me. Um, if you didn't hear yesterday, next Tuesday, Mike Harbaugh-Harge gets in. I'm eager for him to get in because 
He there's a lot of trades going in baseball. I've been kind of also piping down a baseball talk, waiting for hard to get in here too, man. This is a guy that played the game. He'll get my juices flowing again with baseball. But there's some there's some you know this the Rizzo watch, the Silk watch, AK Chris Bryant's watches on. There's been some quite a few trades that more than I probably would anticipate in in general baseball. So I can't wait for him to get it. Deadline to get tomorrow. It and the deadline's tomorrow. We still don't have that second deadline. Did they do away with that? Or do we still have that second fake deadline in the trade? Because I know they altered it a little bit a few years ago. I don't know for sure if they altered if we do have that second type of trade deadline, per se. But, but I just know but, CBS oh, well. is reporting tomorrow at uh, 3 Central, 4 okay. Eastern. That's the deadline. We'll see what your Spurs do tonight. We'll definitely talk about it tomorrow. Hopefully it's a guy with some size, not another guard, you know. Hope not. Unless they're moving one of them that they already got. If I was in desert and I had to put the odds on the chance of Spurs trading out of the 12 up or down, I would put that at a plus like 5,000. That's the odds I would put on the chance of them even moving out of 12 or moving up really? or back down. Yeah, I'd, I just I just think that they're not, I mean. Even without Pop there to interject because he's handling the Olympics on the other side of the world right now. They don't play until when. Uh, they play Friday tomorrow night, like late tomorrow, tomorrow um, night, early Japan he, he, time. He's yeah. gonna be on Skype. He's gonna be on Zoom tonight. <laughs> he this if they yes, I, we had a uh, we we had, I had a listener that asked me this question like, yo, what is Pop gonna do? And I didn't think about it. Pop's still gonna be part of what's tonight in the war room from thousands of miles away. He'll be on Zoom or something like that. Well, Kerr's got to be handling his business too, right? He has yeah, to have some input true. going on with Golden State. Yeah, he's a little bit different. Kerr's more like on the court. Pop's still, you know, his hands of who's going. But we'll see. I We'll talk about it tomorrow. All right, man, that's a wrap. Special thanks to producers of the show, Jonas Clark, Sam Spinner, the one and two, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people of Tyler, people of Nishad City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, for you hit the snooze button. Before you're out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow. What can you do if you wake up rested? Improve your overall health and performance with deep, restful sleep and app-controlled cooling technology by Chili Sleep. Enjoy uninterrupted and high-quality deep sleep that caters to your body's natural rest pattern. Chili Sleep helps you rest soundly beside your partner with temperature settings adjusted specifically for your side of the bed. Visit ChiliSleep.com slash try. That's C-H-I-L-I-S-L-E-E-P dot com slash T-R-Y.